And welcome into another great edition of That Sports Show. Of the City Sports Show, it is That Sports Show. I'm your host, Jeremy The Impact York. This is our weekly all-sport show from Impact Media. How are you guys? How are you guys? Today and yesterday are by far the best I have felt in a couple weeks, which is why I want to get this show in. I released my picks at the end of this. Uh, obviously, I'll tell them here. Uh, we are going to talk. We are going to talk about some things that did happen yesterday in the world of college football. We got swarm news. We're going to talk Georgia State, obviously. Uh, Atlanta United preview their big matchup coming up today. News from the NFL, and then we'll get into those picks. Yeah. Not sure how I did yesterday. Um, well, I know I hit at least three. I guess we could have that pulled up by the time. We could have those pulled up by the time that we get to it. We're going to talk some Falcon news, too. Falcons fans, I hear you. I hear you. My goodness. It, uh, yeah. Just, uh, wow. Just wow. Let's start there. Let's start doom and gloom first, right? Doom and gloom. Falcons fans, you know you guys lost. To the Dallas Cowboys last week, forty-three to three. Ouch! Ouch! And whether it was on purpose or not, well, I mean, you know, Dallas, one of the best offenses in the league, one of the more complete teams in the league. You guys in a rebuild, redo of the roster. I keep trying to tell people this. You brought in Arthur Smith as your coach. That's fine. He's a good coach. We'll see how good he really is in the next year. He still has a lot of the previous regimes. That's Dan Quinn and Thomas Dimitrov. He still has a lot of their players. Because you can't just fire everybody. You have to see who does fit, who's willing to fit in your offense. You have to you have to see who like I said who does fit and who may not and see if you can find other homes for those people and that's what he's doing. It's like a giant audition. And so 
that's the process you're in right now. It's not going to be an overnight rebuild. I still say keep Matt another year because who else do you have? And he's playing as good as he can, which is still at a big level. You've got some pieces. Cordero Patterson has been a big surprise for a lot of people. I'll admit I'm one of them. Um, the Calvin Ridley situation, you know, that's unfortunate, but hopefully he is getting things squared away the way he needs to. Um, because you have a couple receivers. You probably need to go get another one. Um, your offensive line has actually improved. Your defense is okay. It, it needs some help, but once again, you're moving people around trying to figure out where they fit. That's what the offseason is going to be for as well. So then you had the Thursday night game. And um, the thought occurred to me when I saw the score that I do think this was on purpose. Because I think New England could have scored more points than they did. But when they had the game in hand, the fact that New England scored 25 points, 25 to nothing, on Thursday night football versus the Falcons. Falcons fans, you guys are going to forever be known, or Falcons, the Falcons in general, are going to forever be known as people who lost the biggest lead in a Super Bowl unless something else happens. But for right now, 28-3 is the biggest one. Let's do a quick math lesson. 28 minus 3 is 25. That was a loss to the Patriots. This is a loss to the Patriots, 25 to nothing. I feel like Bill and company, when the game was in hand, knew how many points they wanted to score, and so they did. I'm not saying that they, you know, took dives or anything like that. No, when they got into situations where they had to kick the field goal, they went ahead and did. So, yeah, I think that's very much on purpose. But Falcons fans, it is looking up. First of all, you don't play this weekend. So take the weekend to hopefully enjoy family, food, fellowship. Maybe just sleep on the couch. Whatever is going to make you feel better. Um, better days are ahead. Because things could be a lot worse. You could be a complete train wreck. But right now, it's just there's a couple things that need to be buttoned up. So I think better things are ahead. Stick with it, Falcons fans. Look, you, a lot of you guys know I'm a Cowboys fan. At the beginning of my life, they were very successful. And then up until recently, they've kind of been in this no man's land that, that uh, you guys are currently in. So things are going to... Pop back up. If anything, I believe I've seen more Falcon, Falcon success in my lifetime than I have Cowboy success. So you're going to rebound. But you just redid the whole thing. So you have to, you're almost like starting over. But things are going to look up. They're going to look up. Let's go into some NFL headlines. Uh, Big Ben clears COVID protocol. 
he is going to play this week. What does that mean? Well, that gives them a better shot versus the Chargers because Justin Herbert is wanting to rebound and show everybody that they're a lot better than they've been the last couple weeks. And that's the Sunday night football game, and that's a game we are picking later. So we'll talk about that one here in a little bit. But having Big Ben back definitely helps Pittsburgh because Mason Rudolph is not the answer. They've got Dwayne Haskins. I don't – we don't know. We haven't really seen him. We don't know where his progression may be. We don't know if he's filling a roster spot or if he uh, just makes grilled cheeses in the cafeteria. I don't know. Maybe he makes a mean grilled cheese. But uh, having Big Ben back is, is definitely going to help Pittsburgh. Mike Tomlin ain't going nowhere. Why would he? He's already got one of the, I would say, top five NFL jobs. The Steelers, you know, they they change head coaches about as about as much as I don't know. It seems like every twenty years, they've had three head coaches in the last like fifty years, sixty years, something like that. They had Chuck Noll, they had Bill Cowher, and they've had Mike Tomlin. And Mike Tomlin has yet to have a losing season. He's had a couple eight and eights. He's probably going to end up being uh, probably going to end up being like nine and eight this year, maybe ten. They're going to win nine, ten games. He's never had a losing season, so his job is not in jeopardy, and he's not going to go anywhere. Why would you? But good to have Big Ben back. Um. On a, a lighter note to a bad story, to a, we all know about the, back during the Super Bowl, that Andy Reid's son was in a bad, I think, alcohol-related crash that injured a lot of people, including a little girl, who I believe has a little bit of a brain injury or issue. Little girl, I think she's five or six. Well, the Chiefs, who are a class organization anyway, and the Chiefs are not trying to hide behind this or skirt under it or or push it under the rug. No. The Chiefs have reached out to uh, the, the little girl and her family, and they are going to assist with uh, the medical help and things like that that this little girl needs. That is 100%, that's 1,000% what they should be doing. And it's not just to avoid a lawsuit or anything like that. No, because these people can still sue if they wanted to. No, the right thing to do is knowing that somebody who was representing your organization caused harm to someone else. The right decision is for you to try to assist those people and help them any way you can. And that's what the Chiefs are doing. The Hunt family 
are classy people. Now, what they do with uh, with Andy Reid's son, I don't. I'm not. I don't know if he's still with the team or not. If it were me, he would not be. If this was chemical related, he would be in some sort of rehab program, in my opinion. And um, if he did not want to do what we advised him to do, like I said, he he would have no part. I have no part whatsoever in my organization. There's no excuse for that. If you're going to drink, don't drive. Plain and simple. You're going to be under the influence of something that's going to impair your ability to drive a motor vehicle. Then don't. I don't know how it's that hard. Don't really know how it's that hard. Um... Amari Cooper is going to be out for the next two games. For one, because Dallas plays this week, or they play today, and then they play next Thursday because it's Thanksgiving. He's going to be out for two games because of testing positive for COVID. And he's unvaccinated. This still baffles me. It's still your choice. I understand that. It's your choice. And I'm not going to get into the political aspects of it. But in the NFL, there is a massive, massive difference between the protocols of being vaccinated and unvaccinated. Because I believe if you are vaccinated and you test positive, I think you just need to two back-to-back negative tests, test results in a 24-hour period, and you're back. Where when you're unvaccinated, it is like a mandatory 7 to 10 days. I just, uh... I don't get it. I don't get it, because I'm worried how you're hurting your team. Not only yourself, you're hurting your team. Because you could have been out there on Thursday. Now you're not going to be. I just don't get. I don't get that. It's you're hurting your team by doing that. Uh, let's see what else. Khalil Mack for Chicago is done for the year. He's going to have foot surgery. He is not the only one that decided to go season-ending surgery. It's the best thing to do. He's been struggling with this all year. And Chicago's not going anywhere. They're not this year. They're uh, they put some stuff together. Justin Fields looks like he could be the answer. He's 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 really good. So if you put him in the right situation, he's going to help you out. He's going to be really good. Uh, he is not the only one who has decided to call it a season. Seattle's Chris Carson, the running back, one of my favorites. Because the guy is just a grinder. Well, he's been dealing with a neck issue for the better part of a month. He was going to try to work himself back this week or next. And he's just decided, now, once again, I don't think Seattle's going anywhere. He's like, you know what, It's it's you got to plan for ahead. you got to plan for 
even life after football with a neck injury. So he's done for the year. I believe he's going to have some sort of neck procedure. We wish him, Khalil, anybody who's having any kind of procedure the best in their road to recovery, not just to get back on the field, because even if they don't play another game, I want them to be able to function at a at an acceptable level away from the field. That's what a lot of, of uh, people don't take into account, and, and a lot of players don't either. They play and they play and they play, and then it's, you know, it's they can't get up off the couch the rest of their life. Make sure you're keeping in mind for life after football, and I think both these guys are doing that. Wish them the best. Um, speaking of vaccinations, let's get them to try to stay apolitical on this. The report has come out from a former chef who seems to be mad at Antonio Brown. Apparently get in line. A lot of people that work for him apparently end up not liking him. I don't know. He has been accused, the former chef accused Antonio Brown of having a fake vaccination card. Didn't we? We just dealt with this in hockey where Evander Kane had one. And good Lord, they threw the book at him, as they should have. Because uh, this, this is a health risk. Uh, it's something they're going to have to look into. And, and, and it's real easy to determine, by the way. you, Because your vaccination card has the institution, the brick-and-mortar place you went to, because you can't get an email vaccination. It will tell you, it will 100% tell you where... He went to get that. Did he go to uh, the local grocery store pharmacy? Did he go to one of the uh, bigger brick-and-mortar pharmacies? Did he go to a clinic at the stadium? That Vax card will tell you. And you should be able to call and check those records, and you will find out very quickly. I hope it is not a fake card. It very much could be. But I hope it is not, because... That is not going to be a good look. That is not going to be a good look, and uh, he will probably miss some games for that. Uh, last two real quick ones here. Uh, will Cam Newton work in Carolina? This is something I've been asked all week long since last week when he played for about nine plays and like three or four of them made made the three or four of them made the. Uh, end zone came look pretty good. He's one of the best goal line quarterbacks of all time. I mean, the only person that would have even pushed that would have probably been Tim Tebow. Cam's going to start today versus Washington. Ron Rivera, who knows Cam. We'll see what happens there. Will he work in Carolina? It define you have to define work. Will he increase the number of people watching the game, whether in person or on TV? Yes. Will he have some success? Yes.
Is he going to turn them into a powerhouse in the playoffs? No, probably not. They have a pretty good team. They're sitting at 5-5. Five and five. They're still in the wild card race, as are many people. This is why you have seven teams now, because tons of people are still in. But Cam's biggest issue in the last couple of years, and why he's not on other teams, and why he's not a Patriot still, is his ability to make the throws when he needs to. He can still run. He's still got that kind of runner IQ. But can he still make all the throws when he needs to? We'll see. I personally think he he won't be able to. I would like him to. Cam is a likable guy. The people who don't like Cam, it's usually because he torched your team. That's why why he's not very thought of around these parts, except for the fact we're not that far from Auburn University where he's a god, as he should be. A living legend, if you will. So will Cam work in Carolina? The jury's out. I'm going to say there'll be some success, but I'll be willing to bet after this year, uh, Cam's probably done. They'll either go to P.J. Walker, they'll go get a quarterback, or who knows what will happen to Carolina, but I don't think Cam's going to be their forever answer. Lastly, for the Jets, they're going to start Joe Flacco today. The last time he started was, I believe, October of 2019. When he started for the Denver Broncos. Yeah, a lot of people forgot Joe Joe played for the Broncos. So, they're going to start Joe Flacco. They're starting Flacco. Because Zach Wilson's still injured. And his mechanics were falling apart anyway. You got to get him back going. Um, They tried Mike White who had lightning in a bottle for a game and then fell back down to earth or crashed and broke open in the next week. I think it's because they got film on him. And once they got film on him, he was a quick read. So the Jets are trying to do something. They got to get some wins on the board. They got to show the fan base that they're trying because they are trying. But when you're not winning games, fan base starts to really, really get perturbed. And that's a fan base that has been dying for Solid wins. The last time they had solid seasons, uh, Rex Ryan was in charge. I thought he did a good job, but uh, he he couldn't solve things. He didn't have a quarterback, so he wasn't able to put it together, and he got let go. So we'll see what Salah can put together. I think him and Rex Ryan have buried the hatchet as far as their little media squabble. I think it's just that Rex made a statement. Salah tried to tried to call him on a little bit. They were able to talk and realize, you know, and learn about each other. I don't think they knew each other. So, that is what it is there. So, all right. Tons of good games going on today. We'll talk about those in a second. Uh, Georgia Swarm update. They are our favorite lacrosse team, of course. They share the arena with the Atlanta Gladiators. Their season is going to kick off December 4th. December 4th. That's just a couple weeks from now. It's like two weeks, right? 
Let's see. One, two, three. Yeah, that no. 13 days from now. 13 days from now. Because they'd be the 21st. That'd be seven. Yeah. 13 days from now. Is that not incredible? That's incredible. Next week, we're going to have, uh, I'm going to talk about um, some upcoming things they have. I'm going to talk about, uh, tell you some of their roster. Because, hey, lacrosse is the fastest sport on, on two on two feet. It, there is a lot of speed to the game, and it's like this. Uh, a couple years ago, before before the, I don't think they played last year because of uh, the virus. A couple years ago, I took four people that because I'm constantly talking about lacrosse and hockey and all kinds of things. And people were like, "Well, well, I'd like to check that out." Okay, I took four people to a lacrosse game. Within the first ten minutes of being there, all four of them turned and looked at me. And said, oh my God, why are we just now seeing this? This is incredible. It's a great time. Lacrosse is is incredible. If you like speed, if you like scoring, for one, hey, Swarm, they're really good. Back in 2017, 2017, I believe, they won the NLL championship. I will look back in the archives. There's a picture of me wearing one of the championship rings. Uh, that thing is massive. It's like having, it's like having, gosh, it's like having a golf ball on your finger. The thing is massive. And this wasn't a one-year fluke. They're constantly in the top four. Every year, they are making the semis or the finals almost every year. They were in the finals last year, or two years ago, and come up just short. I think, or did they win? Can't remember now. Now I'm going to have to look that up. I don't think they did. I think they come up a little short. But this team is uh, unbelievable. Incredible people. If you take your kids, they've got a mascot that is just insane. It's awesome. Uh, if you like, I said, it's fun for the whole family. A lot of times they have concerts afterwards. I, I got to see Scotty McCreary, who is a uh, fantastic performer. Um, I've, I've seen a lot of of acts right, uh, you know, in between and after like that. They have a lot of fun things going on. Lacrosse. You want to take your kids to something fun? Very reasonable pricing between hockey, between lacrosse, right there in Duluth, right off the interstate, really easy to get to. I forgot the name of the arena now. It used to be the Infinite Energy Center. Now it's something else, but it's it's the Gwinnett Arena. But uh, go check that out. December fourth, uh, tickets still available for it. It is not sold out. It's getting there, but. Um, who knows? Maybe you see us there. We'll know by next week. Uh, Georgia State. Last week they had the win versus number 22, Coastal Carolina, 42-40. to 40. What an incredible game that was. First time in school history that they <clears> – first time in school history that they beat a ranked opponent. Coastal Carolina been tearing it up the last few years. 
Um, Darren Granger was 18 for 24 for 198 yards and two touchdowns. He was also 12 runs for 29 yards. J.M. Williams, 11 runs for 82 yards and a touchdown. Tucker Gregg, 18 runs for 67 yards and three touchdowns. Because, folks, I don't know if you knew, this was a run, a run team. Very much. When you have runners like these guys, you run the ball. And you take your shots down the field when you can. Uh, Dixon and Pope, or Dixon and Payne, rather. Not Pope. Where did I get Pope? Dixon and Payne had touchdowns. The touchdown catches from Granger. Uh, Dennis had two. Dante Wilson uh, had two sacks. Dante Wilson had one, and... Um, Else did, but I forgot who it was now. They all had sacks in the game. This defense is incredible. Quavian White had uh, the big interception that, that helped ice the game. And that led to yesterday's game. That made them 5-5 five and five with two games to go. Well, they played a game last night as they hosted Arkansas State. This is the ESPN3 game. Hopefully you saw us on there. If you didn't, it's quite all right. There's one more to go. They play against Arkansas State. Arkansas State. They come in at two and eight. A lot of people are like, "Oh, they should just clean this, clean their clock." And I, uh, no. For one, Georgia State, Arkansas State has always been close, a close matchup. They, uh, any two teams in the Sun Belt, and for people to go, "Oh, that's just the Sun Belt. That's one of those lower conferences," really. If it's such a low conference, then how come four teams are joining the Sun Belt in the next calendar year? Four. And it's not just because they don't want to be where they're at. They looked around. They had a lot of options. But what is it? James Madison, Old Dominion. Who are the other ones? Gosh, I should know this. James Madison. Great podcast radio. I understand that. Where? Do I still have it or did I get rid of it? Um. Oh, here we go. You got James Madison. You've got Old Dominion. You've got Marshall. And I think who was the other one? Was it was it UTA? Maybe it's UTA. <laughs> but either way, like I said, how can <laughs> it's it, Sunbelt's growing? Sunbelt's growing. Anyway, they faced Arkansas State last night. This thing came down to the end, but Panthers 28, 
Red Wolves 20. Yep, that means Georgia State for the third consecutive year are going to a bowl game. I'm excited. They're excited. Fantastic time. There was something during the press conference that was said to coach by uh, the AJC's own Mr. Stan. I like Stan. He's a super guy. He said, you know, a couple years ago, it was the uh, the goal. It was uh, it was the goal to try to make a ball game. And now it's an expectation. And Coach loved that. He said, yes, that's showing that we're growing and that's showing the level that we've reached. Good is true. A couple years ago, it was uh, a wish, a hope, and a dream that this program could win six games and be considered for a bowl. And then they got coaches like Trip Miles. And now they have Sean Elliott, guys who raise the standard, raise the productivity, are putting the right steps in front of each other. This is where we're at. This is where we're at. Just fantastic. Three years in a row they're going to a bowl. Because actually, it'll be four of the last five years that they've been to a bowl. I've been to a couple of these. Fantastic time. Uh, some stats on the game. Uh, Darren Granger, 10 for 21. He did have one interception for 152 yards. He didn't have to throw much. When he did, Jamari thrashed six catches for 103 yards. That guy can just go up and get it. Coach said he talked to him. Uh, they know each other. They've, they've got to be, you know, good buddies enough to where coming out of halftime, he looked over and he's like, you know, Jamari, we're gonna need to go out there and, and uh, get some get some big plays. We're gonna need them. And uh, Jamari, without missing a beat, said, "Let me have it. Let's do it." And he went out and did it. Jamari, uh, he, he's he's an outstanding receiver. He is really him and Creedle this year have just out. See, here's the thing: there's been two receivers in Creedle and Thrash. And two running backs in Tucker Gregg and uh, Jam Williams, who were not the original starters. They were not the original starters nor the big targets. But early on, they emerged and started to have such breakouts that they become the starters. They are the feature. And it's actually taken the pressure off some of the other players to where they can have solid seasons as well. The pressure's not on them to have to try to make all the plays because everybody can make a play. You know, speaking of it, Tucker Gregg, 22 carries for 98 yards and a touchdown. And a touchdown. Jam Williams, 16 carries, 125 yards, two touchdowns. The first time in his career that he had over 100 yards rushing in a game. I talked to him during the press conference uh, a couple weeks back. And I asked him, I said, you know, winning aside, I said this on the show, winning aside, would you rather have two touchdowns in a game or 100 yards rushing? And he said, 100 yards rushing. I don't think I've ever done that. 
And I said, well, I feel like it's coming. Here it is. Here it is. And, he, and him and Tucker are so cool to talk to. Everybody on this team are just great to talk to. They're great people. Talking to media is not easy, especially over a Zoom. But they do a fantastic job. It is uh, outstanding. Um, Noel Ruiz, one of the best kickers in the league by far. They got Michael Hayes, who was a place kicker when he came in, learned to punt. And my goodness, he's averaging 45 and a half yards per punt. 45 and a half yards. He flips the field. <laughs> Having those guys as your kickers just makes all the difference. Uh, on defense, Dontre Hunter uh, and uh, Chris Moore and Jalen Jones, big-time tackle days. Absolutely, they were tackle monsters. Uh, Thomas Gore, by far. We got to talk to him. Thomas Gore. Uh, he had seven total tackles, but he had two sacks. Along with... Uh, Jordan uh, Benzial had one, holding down the fort for Paulding County. Appreciate that. Dante Wilson had a sack. Akeem Smith had a sack. Yeah. So, listed in your depth chart, even though some of them weren't in this position when they made the plays, your starting nose guard, your backup nose guard, and your third string nose guard all had sacks. How incredible. How incredible, you know? Not to mention the uh, interception by uh, Ant Lane, as he calls himself, or Antavius Lane. And uh, Brankeith Brown with a big interception as well. This team is just playing on another level right now. Another level. And they're at 6-5 and five with a chance to go 7-5 and five for, I don't really count the early years, for the... I think to finish the season seven and five has only been done one other time in this program's history. <clears throat> and um, not only be seven and five, but you're against the Troy Trojans, who, let's find out, I'm pretty sure did not get the job done yesterday. They did not. So Troy is coming in at 5-6. and six. They need this win to be bowl eligible. Georgia State can knock them out of contention and be 7-5, and five, guaranteeing a winning year, no matter what happens in the bowl. It's going to be a big matchup. We're going to talk more of it next week, but it's just a big time. But, yeah, it's going to be a big time. 2 p.m. next week. Um, let's see. I know it's at 2. Man, are that many people playing on Friday next week? It's at 2. Do we know yet? There it is. ESPN Plus. Two th no, that's not it. ESPN Plus. Yeah, 2 o'clock. Troy and Georgia State. 
That's going to be fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I'll be there. Hopefully you'll be there. There you go. I just gave you a big notice. If you want some swag from us, find me at the game. Let's take a selfie, put it on social media, tag us in it, tag me in it, tag somebody so we know that you did it. And we will send you, we're working on some new shirts. Who knows what else we'll have. But, um, yeah. Atlanta United is the next thing I want to talk about real quick. We're just going to preview it. Just going to preview it. And that they are at New York City FC who has a handful of injuries. This could actually work. First round of the playoffs. Today at 3 on ABC and ESPN Deportes. As I said last week, depending on what announcers. I don't I don't have anything against announcers. Just sometimes I like hearing the Spanish call because, for one, it helps me, uh, helps me learn Spanish. And two, oh, they get so excited on goals. And you should get excited on goals. But um, Joseph Martinez should be there. They uh, big here's the here's the big offensive weapons this year for us. Uh, Joseph Martinez, Marcelo Moreno, and Barca, and they are gonna and Guzan and Goal. Man, I, I really like this team. I really like our chances versus New York City FC. Uh, hopefully, you'll be watching along as we all will. And uh, go United. Go United. Because if we win a couple games, I think we could get a home game. But it just depends on who else wins. But even if we don't, we're going to cheer this team on. They are good enough to wreck anybody. So let's start with New York City. Now let's get into the picks. The picks. I made my picks uh, before yesterday. And also it was on my Facebook pregame uh, Georgia State show, uh, but let's start with it. In college, told you to take Ohio State over Michigan State. Yeah, here, here's here's some Ohio St- or Georgia beat Charleston Southern. Charleston Southern usually plays against usually gets hammered by Kennesaw State when we used to cover them when we've covered them before. So I knew this wasn't going to be that close. But Georgia beat Charleston Southern 56-7. to Oddly enough, Ohio State beat Michigan State. This is four beating seven. 56-7. Same score. So shout out Charleston Southern for scoring as many points against a quality opponent as, or they scored as many points against the number one team in the country as Michigan State did against the potential number two. Number two, Alabama, who I think is probably the third best team, took on number 21, Arkansas. Shout out once again to uh, friends of the show, Danny South and Mark Barr, who went to the game. Alabama hangs on for a nice win there. So, we're 2-0. Utah 
Number 23, Utah, hosted number three, Oregon. Told you guys how this was going to play out as well. Everybody saw this coming. Oregon does not need to be in the top four. How do we know that? Well, number 23, Utah, beat them 38-7. to Yep, Oregon, you're done. You can stay in the top eight all you want. You're not in the top four. So we are 3-0. Now, I told you about uh, Troy didn't get the job done against App State. Didn't uh, didn't pan out there. Troy's a really good squad. Hopefully they can rebound. I just feel bad for them that I don't think they're going to beat Georgia State next week. So Troy's not going to be going to a bowl this year. Hate it. They're a good program. Now, that left me the last game. Am I going to go three and two? Am I going to go four and one? Trying to rebound. Had a rough week, I think, the week before that. Colorado State at Hawaii. What did the Warriors do? The Warriors won 50-245. I went 4-1 and one on the week. Hopefully you listened to me this week. It was a week to listen to me because, hey, I went 4-1. and one. Maybe uh, I won you a few clams at the table. All right, so let's get into the pro picks, right? And as soon as this game's over, I am going to post these on Facebook. You know, I always like to do that. All right, my pro picks. Start at 1 o'clock, New Orleans at Philadelphia. These are two teams that very much need this. What Sean Payton does every year with the Saints is incredible. There are a lot of years, yeah, they have the talent, but it doesn't look like they're going to amount to a lot. And then he's in the playoffs. He's headed for it this year. But Philadelphia, in one of the biggest sandbagging efforts ever, they didn't actually sandbag. Early on, they struggled. Philadelphia suddenly put it together. Jalen Hurts is doing some really good things. Is he the long-term answer? Who knows? But he's the short-term answer, and he is playing incredible. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. So who is going to win this? Give me Sean Payton and the New Orleans Saints. Philly could win. I think it's going to go really close. It's going to be like 27-24, 31-27, somewhere around there. It's going to be really good. Washington football team at the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton back in the home stadium. 1 o'clock Fox game. What's going to happen here? Good question. I think Washington is the more complete team. Carolina is playing a lot off emotions. I think Cam is going to have a, a, an okay day, but I think he's going to throw an interception or so or a fumble, have a fumble that costs this team the win. Give me the Washington football team. Green Bay at Minnesota, also a 1 o'clock Fox game. This one's tough. Green Bay, top team in the NFC. The NFC probably has the top four or five teams this year. They currently have the top seed. Minnesota, Kirk Cousins has been playing really good. Their defense has been playing along. They're really coming along. This is a rivalry game. These two teams do not like each other at all. They have met a number of times with playoff seedings. 
on the books. Kirk Cousins, normally in big-time primetime games, does not play well for some reason. Well, this one's not in primetime. This is 1 o'clock on a Sunday. In a weird upset. Give me the Minnesota Vikings. Yep, you heard me. Packers fans. I think Minnesota's going to pull this off. In the 405 CBS game. Cincinnati at the Las Vegas Raiders. Now, Gruden was doing a pretty good job until he got unceremoniously thrown out the door. Not saying it wasn't deserved, anything like that. I'm just saying it's kind of out of nowhere. Sakia, 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 whatever, took over. They won the first game, and then they kind of struggled. So you wonder if it was just the emotions there. Can they put it together? Versus Cincinnati team that's kind of struggled recently, too. Both these teams need to get back on track. I think this is going to be really close. I think you're still looking 34-31, 31-27, somewhere in there. Give me Cincinnati. I think they've got more of their act together in Las Vegas. But I think they're still going to uh, – Derek Carr in Las Vegas is still going to have a good day. It's going to be really close. Give me Cincinnati to pull this out. And lastly, gosh, am I picking – okay, good. I've only picked three away teams. In the last game, the Sunday night football game might be game of the week. Big Ben returns as his Pittsburgh Steelers will be in L.A. to take on the Chargers. This could be good. Justin Herbert needs a rebound. Pittsburgh needs to keep pace because they are uh, staying right in the middle of the mix. Sunday night football. The brightest stars usually shine on Sunday night. I'm going to go ahead and say take the L.A. Chargers to, to win this at home. They usually don't have much of a home field advantage, but... Steelers travel well. It could be a, a semi-unofficial home game for them. But at the same time, I just feel like the Chargers are going to find a way. Herbert knows he needs it. So, take New Orleans over Philadelphia. Take Washington football team over Carolina. Take uh, Minnesota over Green Bay. Take the Bengals over the Raiders. And take the Chargers over Pittsburgh. That will do it for us this week. Shout out to all you amazing people who make this so much fun to come on here and do every week. Talk about everything, all sports. I am Jeremy, the Impact York. We are looking to get everything back on track next week. I know I say that all the time, but hey, I finally feel better. So we will see you guys next week. Deuces, gooses.